Praise God. Well, I believe we'll, we're starting a new series tonight. Um, this has been going over and over, you know, for some time uh, on this subject. But I want to talk, I believe, um, you know, this will be the thrust, but as you get into it, you know, you sometimes it changes. But I want to talk about God. God wants you well. And that's the phrase that it was going over and over me. Talk about health and healing in the body and what the Bible says about it. And um, I believe we'll just camp on this for a while, you know, just different aspects. There's so much here, and um, just be talking about it. Now, let's look at 3 John 2 to start. 3 John 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, this is, you know, John writing a letter, but it's more than that. You know, it's an introduction. Um, it's an introduction to, to a letter and a, and a greeting, but it's more than that. This is the written word of God. And we can get a lot from this. Of course, we're going to read other scriptures. We'll get into it. But notice what he's saying. He's, he's, he's saying to, to somebody that he cares about, I've, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. I pray that you may prosper in every way. Well, that would include physically, but he specifically calls that out. I, 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 I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well. Even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. In the NIV it says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health. And that all may go well with you. Even as your soul is getting along well. I pray that you may enjoy good health. Good health is something you enjoy. Is it not? Anybody here would say, you know, I really enjoy just, you know, a good stomach flu. I love that feeling. You know, we're not going to be too graphic here. No. I mean, people, that's not, you would not say, oh, man, you, you got the flu or, you know, people, you know COVID, whatever. Uh, boy, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad your day's going so well. No. We, it's not like that. You, you enjoy good health, right? I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. In the NLT, it says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you, you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. That you are healthy in body. Let's look at John 10.10. 10. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So it says, The thief, who is Satan, who is the devil, does not come to steal. He does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I, this is Jesus speaking, I have come, he's talking about my sheep, 
I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So he, says, he makes a differentiation here. He says the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Let's read the NLT. It says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. My purpose is to give them, talking about our sheep, his sheep, well, we're his sheep. If we're Christians, we're his sheep. He's the shepherd. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. In Amplified Classic, it says, the, key, the thief comes only, or only, comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So, it's saying at the beginning that it's the thief, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life, that we may have it more abundantly, that he would give us a rich and satisfying life, that we uh, may have and enjoy life, that we would have it in abundance till it overflows. We read in Third John, he's saying, I, I wish that you may prosper in all things, be in health, that you may be strong bodily, that you may have good health, that you would enjoy health. So the question is, is sickness and disease, is it good or bad? Do we, do we have to ponder that? You guys want to go out and talk about it and then we'll come in? Is sickness or disease good or bad? It's bad. You don't need to be very old to know that. You know, if a child is sick, they don't feel good. They can tell you, you know, mommy, daddy, I don't feel good, right? They don't, they don't need, this is not the same as having a birthday party. This is not the same as going out for ice cream, you know, or getting to play their favorite game or whatever. They know, okay? Well, it, we know sickness is bad. It's not good. Well, another question, because we're going to get into these things, and we'll talk about some of this tonight, and then just talk about different angles. Is God good or bad? Is God good, or is he bad? So does God bring bad things? I mean, what do we just read? We're going to read other scriptures, but we just, we just got to make this easy. The kids picked up on it already. You know, we read an intro to a letter, and he's saying, like you would to your friend or your loved one. You know, he said, I, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, just as your soul prospers. You know, if you're texting somebody, haven't talked to them for a little while, you're like, hey, man, how's it going? Hope everything's good, right? You're not saying, man, I, I hope you're laid up and haven't worked in four weeks. I hope your marriage is a wreck. You know, I hope you're hurting left and right. No. So the question is, is which one is God? Is he the person that would text you, hey, I hope your life is a wreck because I'm really trying to get through to you? Or is he, hey, man, I hope everything's going well because I love you. Jesus said, I came to give that you would have life and have it more abundantly. What does that look? Do you feel like you're living your best life when you're sick? It's an easy question, right? It's real easy. But religion will screw you up all left and right, all over, and be telling you, no, it's good. It's from God. He's trying to teach you something. Let me ask you a question again. How, how well do you learn when you're sick? Usually, 
if you're sick, you know, kid, kids sick, they stay home from school if they're to a certain degree that they can't, because you can't think anyway, right? Who would just think, if you're just thinking straight, not, not twisting it up, who would think that you, you being sick is helping you to learn something? And is that the way God teaches his children? Is that the way you teach your children? <laughs> Hope not. I want you to learn this, this thing really well. Now I'm going to, you know, if you had the ability, I'm going to make you sick, you know? No, anything that you would do along those lines would be called child abuse, and rightly so. So does God bring about bad things? Is that, the way, that who God is? Another question, does God use evil to bring about good? Does, does he come in and he's bringing evil, but the end is good? Is that God? Does God use evil? These are just questions. I mean, you know, we'll talk about some of this tonight. But we need to get, we need to know going into this, God wants us to be well in every area. He wants us to be physically healthy. He wants us to be mentally sound. He wants us to have all our needs met, just like you would want for a loved one. It's that easy. God is not some, you know, schizophrenic person that's going to talk out one side of his mouth. And, and, but talk another thing another day to you, like, well, yeah, I love you. You know, as soon as you turn around. Because if you think that, if we think that, we're going to have a hard time trusting him and we're going to have a hard time believing that he actually wants us to be well in body. The problem is religion, ha- over, you know, thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years, has gotten into people where they expect. It's a misunderstanding of the Bible and, and different things in the Bible, but uh, they, they believe that somehow, you know, God's good in a weird sense. Yeah, we'll say he's good, but we never know kind of what he's going to do. And if you think that, you know, we're talking about physical uh, well-being, does he want us well or not? That's one part of it. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. I mean, but to begin with, does he want us well? James 1, verse 12, let's read this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and nor does he himself tempt anyone. I was talking about, I'm reading you the context of the verse we're going to get to, but talking about uh, sin and tempting. Well, you know, you can get pushed when you're sick. It's easy to get in a bad mood. Is that true or not? Yeah, it's true. You're, I'm not just talking about you know sick short term. If you're dealing with a chronic issue, you know, if you've ever dealt with an issue that, that's chronic that you keep dealing with, uh, that can get old real quick. You're dealing with a pain or a situation, and if you're dealing with that, that, can, that gets old, and it, that pushes on your nerves. It, it, it wears on your patience. Well, is God in that? Is, would God do something that's pushing you? Trying to get you to, see, kids get it right away. It, 
is he doing something that's just trying to see how far you're going to go? No, we live in a fallen world and there is a devil and there are situations. But what we need to know is in the middle of everything, God is good and he loves us and he's on our side and he wants good for us. Just like we started out with, I hope everything's going well. I expect, I want everything to go well for you. He's not the one trying to push you to see if you'll break so then you'll bow your knee to him. That's not the way God operates. He operates by giving truth. Like right now, you have a choice whether you're going to change. We're going to change our understanding with the the word. That's how God operates. He doesn't come in and just break people's legs and make them bow their knee. That's not... See, religion has made God out to be some kind of taskmaster that's like, he just requires you to adhere to him. No, he gives every man a free will. And so he doesn't need to use force to try to get you. We're We're under the age of grace right now and the church age and so when when jesus comes back that's going to end and things will be different but god's the same the way he deals with man changes over time the the covenant you know there was an old covenant there's a new covenant right now we are under the age of grace jesus has died for all mankind and we can come to God through Jesus freely and partake of everything that he has provided. And part of what he's provided is to have a strong, healthy body. That's his will. That's his will. That, we need to, to know that that is his will and that he wants us to be well. So let's read verse 13 again and go forward. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for he cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. He himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Verse 16, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, from whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So verse 16, 16, he says, do not be deceived, brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So he just said every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. So good things come from God. We read Jesus came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So God is not coming to bring evil. He doesn't come to give bad gifts. He comes to give good gifts. So is sickness good or is it bad? It's bad. So we are seeing where does that come from? Now, don't let this be too simple. We're going to go over these things. Don't act like, okay, we're talking about healing. So I can shut up. I've heard that. No, we need to inject this into our life over and over. We're reading the written word of God and every one of us can come up in the area of our understanding and knowing the word of God in this area. We need it as much as ever to know that what God has said and just to reinforce and get strong. And as we're walking things out, you know, you know, you've been around the word of faith for a long time. You know, people uh, haven't always walked these things out perfectly. I know I haven't and I'm growing and developing and you're growing and developing. We can all continue to come up. And so we just want more of what God has said, more of the word, because that's always the answer. 
is that we want to know what he said so we can stand in faith and be strong and just be convinced that, no, in the face of adversity, in the face of something hitting our body, we know without a doubt God is good. He wants me to be well, and I will overcome. Amen? In the NLT, verse 17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Read that again. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. So many things here. He's God our Father. He loves us like children. He gives good gifts just like a good father would give good gifts. He doesn't give bad gifts because he's not a bad father. Health is a good gift. Sickness, don't even call it a gift. If it's a gift, you don't like that person. And you're not going to give evil anyway, right? No, but Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's from the enemy. That is not from God. And then it says, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He's not shifty. The devil likes gray areas. God does not. God, I'm not saying he's legalistic, but truth is either true or it's not true. It's not kind of true. And God, he doesn't, he's not one way today and a different way tomorrow. It's not you could trust him yesterday, but today he woke up in a bad mood. Thank God he's not like that. If he said it in his word, he means it, he's not a liar, it's true, and we trust him and believe what he said, and he doesn't change it. If he said it uh, yesterday, it's the way it is for all time. It was always true, will always be true. And he doesn't change over time. He didn't, he didn't, he's the same God in the Bible in, in the, the, when we read of the accounts of Jesus when he walked the earth, he's the same God now. So anything that we see Jesus doing, anything that we see um, in the New Testament, and we see people of God uh, being able to partake of that God's given them, then we can. Let's look at Matthew 7, verse 7. <clears throat> This is Jesus speaking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Notice that, how uh, affirmative, how positive that is. Ask and it, what? Will be given to you. Ask and it will be, shall be. Given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. It's not wishy-washy. It's not shifty. Just saying this, cause effect. Verse 9, or what man is there among you who, if, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? So if the son comes up to his dad and says, hey, dad, I want a sandwich. He gives him a rock. Not normal. That's what he's saying. Is there any, anybody around in this, you know, who he's talking to? What man among you that if your son asks, you know, for a piece of bread, you're going to give him a rock? Answer, nobody's going to do that. Not a normal person's not going to do that. Certainly not a good father's going to do that. 
Verse 10, or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? You know, ask you for a meal and you're going to give him a snake. No. Verse 11, if you then being evil, you're being natural, you, you have fallen, you're not God, you're not perfect. If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, so in other words, it's natural for you. Other translations says naturally you would give good things to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? How much more? If God, who has no fault, if, if us that we've lived in, we, no, nobody in here can say, I've never made a mistake. You know you've made mistakes. You know you're not perfect. You know you haven't always done everything right. If you, though, know that you're going to give good gifts to your children, or you could say to people you love, how much more is God, who's perfect, going to give good gifts, good things to those who ask Him? In, in other words, where did we get the idea that it's right to give good gifts? If we, with our limited understanding, come to that conclusion, how much more God, who created everything, He's the pattern of good. Why do we think it's good, but then somehow God, He's just going to do something different? Like He won't treat you as, as well as a good person. See that? Do you see how, how silly that looks? Again, is God, is God good or is He evil? Is sickness good or is it evil? Well, we're, if sickness is evil, God's not, He's not having any part of that. If health is good, we're saying God is going to give you good things. That's His will. Acts 10.38, let's look at that. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, this is when Peter's talking to Cornelius and his family, and, and he's saying, you've heard how, and he's preaching to him, And in the middle of that, he's talking about Jesus. And so this is where this picks up in verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Doing good. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So it says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and Jesus, when he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, so you would say, well, how is he? He's God, yes, but he walked as a man. The Bible says he emptied himself of his power. He's walking as a man, and he's anointed by the Holy Spirit. 100% man, 100% God, but the point is, he didn't do everything he did as just God walking around. He did it as a man anointed by the Spirit of God, which is important because if it's just Jesus doing everything he can, he did just because he's God, then you have no hope. But if he's walking as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and he paid the price so that then we could be right with God and we could be anointed with the Holy Spirit, then we can see things happen now, like they did in Acts. And that continues on now. So it says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about, so Jesus went about doing good. So he didn't go around doing evil. He went around doing good. 
and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So notice he was doing good and he was healing. He wasn't doing good and making people sick. He was doing good and healing all who were oppressed by who? The devil. So Jesus was doing good, which included physical healing. And it says the devil is the oppressor. And the devil is associated with oppressing people with sickness. So sickness is called oppression. Sickness is called bad. Let's read the NIV version. It says, Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. They were under the power of the devil. So Satan does have power in this earth, but he doesn't have power over the Christian. See, Jesus is showing he went around doing good and healing those who were under the power of the devil. Jesus came so that we don't have to be under the power of the devil anymore. So we don't have to deal with what the devil is doing in the earth. He has no authority over the Christian. Let's look at the Amplified Classic. It says how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with the strength and ability and power, or with strength and ability and power, how he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. You see how plain that is? The the devil is oppressing and he oppresses many ways. One of the ways he oppresses is with physical ailments that did not come from God. But Jesus came and it said he was healing all who were oppressed. And that's, that's one of the reasons he came is to set people free from physical ailments. Now let's look at John 14, 7. Just we're going to look at a couple examples. Not, not a lot tonight. Uh, you know, we'll probably look at some more at another time. But I just want you to see this with everything else we've talked about. John 14, 7. Jesus speaking says, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? So in other words, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen God the Father. So what you see Jesus doing is what God the Father would do. What did we just read about Jesus? He went about doing good and healing all. So God the Father, the character of God, is what you see Jesus doing. One of the things you see Jesus doing is healing people that are sick. So that's God's will. Jesus is the will of God in action. Verse 9, let's read it again. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet uh, yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, 
Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. I read that right? Oh, but the Father, I, go, go back because I, I end up messing my thing up. So, yeah, I do not speak on my own authority, leave it up, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Can you go to the next page? So he's saying, I'm not doing it. The Father in me is doing it. So what you see Jesus doing is what the Father would do. So that is God's, that is God's will, what you see Jesus doing. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So he's saying, believe what God would do because you see what I'm doing. And what is he doing? He's healing people. Now let's read just a, we're going to look at just a couple examples. Just so you see a couple examples tonight, but then we'll, over time we're going to look at more. Luke 13, verse 10. So I want you to see tonight, we see sickness is bad. It's not good. Health is good. Satan is not good. He's bad. God is good. God wants people to be well. And now you're going to see a couple examples of that right here. Verse 10, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. So this person, this lady is bent over and had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. So in 18, for 18 years, she's been in this condition. She's bent over, she has arthritis, something is wrong. Jesus calls her over and says, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on, on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. So he's mad because Jesus healed this woman on the Sabbath day. He doesn't really care about the woman. He doesn't care that she got made well. He's mad because Jesus did it on the wrong day. But notice she was still bound, so she obviously hadn't got healed before, like for this man or anybody else. She, she wasn't made well. So instead of rejoicing that the lady is now free, he's mad because it wasn't done right, according to this man, although Jesus obviously is right. Verse 15. The, the re- religious people will always be even against Jesus. In fact, religion will always be against Jesus. Verse 15, the Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, just calls him out. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? He's saying, what, you, you take care of your animal on, on the Sabbath, right? He said, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham when, whom Satan has bound? Notice. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound. Think of it for 18 years. He's saying, shouldn't this lady who's been bound for 18 years, he goes, think about it, 18 years, shouldn't she be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? He goes, in other words, you loose your animals on the Sabbath. Shouldn't this lady who's a daughter of Abraham, she's been like this for 18 years, and you're saying it, she shouldn't be loose from this when you loose your donkey? And she's been having this thing for 18 years, and you're mad because she got healed? Shouldn't she be healed? But notice he said Satan was the one that did it. 
So what is Jesus doing? He's loosing. What was Satan doing? Binding. Verse 17, And when he had said these things, all of his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So the people rejoiced. They were happy. They were like the ladies free. Thank God. (coughs) Look at the verse 16 in the NLT. It says, This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? Well, isn't it? If if there was a lady, she's been bound. She's been sick for 18 years. And Jesus comes and heals her on the Sabbath. Is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? It's a good thing that she got free. Imagine that that's you or that's your relative, that's your mom, that's your daughter. She's been dealing with a chronic situation for 18 years. Now, some religion will tell you that's God doing that. God's trying to teach her something and it's the will of the Lord. That's blasphemy. That's not God. We're just reading. I mean, we're reading over and over and we're going to read so much more. Not tonight. But we're going to get into it, not just about this angle, just about general, just God wants us well. God wants us to be healthy. God wants us to be strong. He doesn't want us to be sick. There is one that wants us to be sick and, and um, crippled and ineffective. And his name is Satan, which means adversary. He's the adversary of God, and he wants the people of God to be completely immobilized so they can't do the work of God. And part of the way he's woven uh, his um, ideas into society is through the church saying that actually sickness is from God and you should receive it. That's, he's crafty. He comes in and said, oh, so he tries to get you to accept a package that's clearly evil, that any three-year-old could see that's evil, and would call it evil, and would call it bad, and he's got millions of people to start accepting it and say it's a blessing from the Lord. I'm not making that up. You guys know it. It's in the world. People will, uh, they will ascribe to God things that are clearly the work of Satan. It's just that there's ignorance in the world because people don't understand that God's a good God and that he wouldn't do things to you that you wouldn't do to your children. He wants you well. He wants you to be strong. So maybe it's not that, that black and white, that that idea in our minds sometime. Well, you might have heard, well, of course, I know God's not doing it, and we've heard some of that, but what about that he wants you actually to be well of anything that you may be dealing with, that he actually wants you to be well more than anybody that you know loves you would want you to be well? In other words, you think about it, think of a person, and hopefully you can think of somebody. If you can't think of somebody, know we love you, okay? But think of somebody that you know loves you. You know they care about you. You know they would do anything that is in their power to help you. Think about somebody right now. Get them in your mind that you know, a human being. 
If they had the physical power to help you with something bodily, think about, would they do it? Or would they withhold? Would they do everything they could? God is much more willing. And that's how we have to look at it. That, Like if you think, yeah, mom would do it, dad would do it, brothers would do it, sister would do it. God is more willing than that. And if we can start making that switch, we'll start seeing there's, God is not withholding whatsoever. It is not this religious thing that somehow I'm trying to grasp out there. Oh, I just want to try to believe. And it's this faith thing. It becomes, does he love us? Is he willing? We're going over that part now. He is clearly his will for us to be well. It's not his will for us to be sick. That's of the devil. Sickness is of the devil. Health is of God. And if God loves us and he's bringing good, then we can just say, look, just like a father, he would do that for me. And now faith starts to spring up. And when faith starts to spring up, then that is what releases his power and his healing to flow. It's not a works thing. It's not a struggle thing. It's just a trust thing. That is faith. Confidence, trust in God. That's it. Amen? I believe we're going to just, you know, roll, roll into this for a while and just, just different aspects and, and um, just look at what the Word has to say in some of these areas. But God is faithful, He's good, and He wants us well. Amen?